for this segment of Happy Facts, we bring in our favorite happy contributors. We've got Chris Libby live and in studio. Chris. Hello. And we've got joining us on the phone this time because technology hates us today. It is Paula Phelps from Nashville, Tennessee. Paula, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. We will uh, We will switch Excellent. to that guy's new wireless company very soon. But first, what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to take the three facts that we found this week while researching positive psychology, our three favorite facts, go around the room and share those facts and discuss them uh, ever so slightly. And then if you like these facts or you want to learn more about them, you can go to our website, livehappy.com. And Paula has already written a blog about these facts with further research. So we don't do this in any particular order. So this week, because I'm not feeling as lazy as I was last week, we will start with my fact. And my fact of this week is that maybe it's the sunrise, maybe it's the coffee, maybe it's the Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. But whatever it is, people are their most positive in the mornings. Do you guys believe that? I think Paula was a little bit dubious in our weekly email prior to this. Individual results may vary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this study, this study also may not be, and it comes from Cornell, so it's a good school, but this study is probably less than perfect scientifically because essentially what they did is they combed Twitter and they found out that people's tweets are more positive in the morning, close to the time when they wake up. And they also found that people's tweets are more positive on the weekends. Well, what are you doing in the morning? You're not working. You haven't commuted yet. What are you doing on the weekends? Not working or commuting. So they think that probably plays a big part into this. But I wonder if there's there's something to the idea that when you wake up, that's the best you're probably going to feel all day because you're not going to get beaten down uh, by the day-to-day stresses. <laughs> what do you guys think plays into this? Well, I think after a good night's sleep, you're going to feel refreshed. Um, and I think That makes sense. Yeah. And so uh, there's all kinds of studies out there that said good sleep will lead to good well-being. And uh, right, right when you wake up, you're feeling that. The other thing is you're probably getting your mind right with the day. And so you're the make- most optimistic about what I have to get done today? What am I going to do today? What are the different things uh, that I can accomplish? Chris brings up some really good points. If you're well-rested and then you're all like, you know, carpe diem and let's go and, and you've got these things that you want to accomplish that day and, you, you know, you're going to hit the ground running and you haven't had any stumbling blocks that have, you know, thrown you off your, your intended path yet. And they found, too, that even the, like the positive uh, tweeting kind of shifts on the weekend. It still happens in the morning, but it happens later, which suggests that people are sleeping in on the weekends, which makes me happy. So I guess I understand that. Uh, but it's, it, it, I don't know, it just seemed interesting to me that as we go throughout our day, you would think maybe good things happening or you accomplish things, maybe things would be more positive, but maybe it's just because you're thinking about that traffic on the way home. You're like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and didn't it show, though, that after, like after they got off work, they it, they get happy again, like the Twitter um, feeds yeah. go up in spirits. Yeah, maybe they. Maybe we just need to find people happier jobs. I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> this. They should all work here. That's true. <laughs> there we go. Hand them an application. Section editor, new job. <laughs> Well, now that we've uh, effectively fired Chris Lippy for no reason or offered his job to everybody else who listens, Chris, what is your fact for this week? Well, I'm glad that you uh, went to me next because I think my fact works well with your fact. Okay, um, what's that? Biking to work is a good start to having a great day. So if you're already waking up and feeling positive, you can keep it rolling by riding your bike to work. 
I think there are probably a lot of things that play into that. Of course, you always get the exercise high, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, when when I whenever you work out or you you know do something physical, you get a little rush from that. But also, I want to believe that part of it is you don't have to take the uh, beaten path. You can just jump off on your bike and take you know random biking trails and fun ways around the traffic. Maybe it's because you don't have to deal with traffic. I don't know. That's my personal theory. Yeah, that is the big part of it. Because this study out of Concordia uh, University found that biking to work over driving or even uh, using public transit um, can reduce your stress, improve your work performance, and basically set you up to have a great day. Uh, That early morning stress, when you have too much of it, it can really have an impact on the rest of your day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, cycling is also a cheap form of transportation and great for, like you said, getting more physical activity. Uh, there was another st- study out of, um, I believe it was Harvard, but they said the benefits of biking to work outweigh the risks, the main risks, I guess, being hit by a bus. But right, the, uh, the research <laughs> that type. is a downside. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big detractor. But how many buses are there, you know, in your in, on the bike lanes? So it's a slight risk. Yeah, it's, but, it's still there. But I mean, the the researchers claim that the commuting uh, to work is linked to reduced a risk of heart disease, cancer, and early death. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Paula cannot bike into the office uh, because it takes a nine-hour car I, ride. I can't imagine a bike ride uh, be some kind of know, Ironman triathlon thing. A while. <laughs> yeah, you know when when I was listening to Chris talk about this, I thought this was really interesting because I also wonder, in addition to the benefits of the exercise uh, and the lack of stress from traffic, I wonder how much is because your mind has to stay focused on what's going on around you. So. You know, I know in instances where I did have to drive into an office, I spent a lot of time ruminating about the day before or thinking about what I needed to get done. If you're riding your bike, you really have to be aware of what's going on around you. So maybe you're giving less thought and anxiety to the day ahead or what you need to get done. That's a great point. I think um, by staying in the flow and staying in the present moment, you, like you said, you are. You aren't focusing on those things that weigh down on you. Uh, I'm sorry, I completely lost uh, where we were there because I kept singing "Bicycle" by Queen in my head that entire time. So uh, I'm 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 out of things to say on this one. Let's move on to our third and final fact, and that fact belongs to Paula. Yeah, all right. Well, you guys are going to love this one because my fact is that having your smartphone in the same room with you can make you less smart. Uh, can you repeat no, that? I, I was texting Libby across the table about how excited I was for your fact. What was it again? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And it's not just the distraction of the phone. Um, this was interesting. It was a study out of UT Austin, and it was showing that people Welcome. who had their sm- smartphones in the room with them, even though they weren't using them and didn't ha- even have them turned on, were still distracted by them. And they huh. scored less competently on tests and tasks than people who had their phones in another room. There are Aggie fans listening right now saying those Austin kids, those UT Austin kids scored lower because they went to UT Austin. (laughs) But (laughs) is it because it's such a tempting thing for us or why, why would that be? One theory that they posited was that, um, your conscious mind was still thinking about the phone. We're so attached to our phones and what's going on with them. Even though we know that they're turned off, we're wondering, am I getting a text on that? Is there something going on that I need to be aware of? Um, if they're out of, out of sight, out of mind entirely, then we can 
be concerned with the task at hand instead of thinking about, hey, I wonder what's going on in that little device there. What are the remedies for that? Did you throw it in, you keep it in your car like they used to do back in the days when it was a bag phone? Uh, I mean, how do well, you... They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to get like this black bag. We're switching. And, uh, we're all going back to bag phones now. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be in a little suitcase that gets delivered to you at the end of your work day. My um, but they were saying even like putting it inside your desk or in in your handbag. I know JR, you have a great handbag collection. So I that, do. That should go awesome for you. But yeah, keeping it's it lovely. where it's completely out of sight will uh, have a great, great, better effect on you. But yeah, there is. It is interesting you bring that up because I know. Like, I'll sometimes think I feel my phone vibrating or something, and I'm so excited that I've got a message coming in, and then it, it's nothing. It's just me wanting that message to be there so badly. Um, but I, I'm almost compulsive with it, and it doesn't help that I also use my phone as a watch. Yeah. I don't have a watch that I wear on my wrist because I, I don't like a bunch of clunky stuff on my wrist anymore. Um, but that probably plays into it as well. You got a dad watch. That's the, <laughs> Libby well, shows me his watch. Like, look, I'm doing it. You can do it too. Chris has a very cool watch. He does, He's but got it's a retro watch. It is. But speaking of of dad, I hope he doesn't listen to this because I've been trying to get him for a few years now to get rid of his flip phone, uh, <laughs> and get a smartphone. He's not going to do it now. He's you probably I, even more dedicated yeah. to T nine texting. Yeah, he's going to text me with numbers, spelling words with numbers, <laughs> like a calculator. <laughs> 